Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Thomas. My name is Steve. And I'm Harvey. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're coming at you this week uh, with a review of Fighting With My Family. The Don't you mean Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, uh, you want to talk about something? No, I was Something just, happened on Thanksgiving? No, I was just, I was just really aiming for a joke here. Oh, okay. Just making sure everything's anywhere. okay at home. Oh, nothing's ever okay, but thanks for asking. <laughs> so, so this is a movie uh, coming at us from the WWE Studios, I believe. Um, We've seen some other films on the podcast by them, right? W- w- like what? Slight. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot they make movies. Yeah, they they make they, they like to branch out. They don't like just making movies about wrestling. They like to do uh, like the Marine 1 through 7. True, is- true our tours. <laughs> true our tours. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> So uh, we got some other stuff we watched during the week. Uh, we're going to be talking about a topic this uh, this week. Um, hear me out. This is uh, what I called "Get Back on Your Horse" movies. Uh, Harvey told a great joke earlier. You guys should heard it. No, 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 no. Don't don't spoil any jokes. It could could lead to something bad. Um, so "Get Back on Your Horse" movie uh, essentially is the very tropey, formulaic movie. Um, that has a main character trying to accomplish something who that where they fail, they give up, uh, almost quit, and then they decide to get back on their horse. Um, you've seen this a million times. Um, we're going to get to the bottom of, uh, can it be done well? Um, is it a crutch? Is it, you know, something that Hollywood should let go of, etc. Other than that, uh, Sean is not here this week. He has some sort of plague, I believe. Yes, he used the term plague. Yes, some plague has uh, befallen his internal organs, and he is not well. Uh, so he couldn't make it this week. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, how was your week, Steve? That's a great question, Thomas. Uh, my week was pretty solid. Uh, uh, you know, I, I can't think of anything too exciting, but I know it was a good week. Uh, I had a really fun game night with some uh, some some uh some friends it's always nice to uh play a game of a uh, skill and chance which i did <laughs> uh i lost because uber fucked me over but you know uh one of my friends was able to get me give me my money back why don't you tell him who that was i don't think you i don't think we really need to get into it but uh it was a great it was a great week well that that made that day it, it was me everyone great it was me Yes, he got me my forty dollars back. Steve was ready to give up on forty dollars, and I and I pulled him out of the dump. So I was like, "Look, man." He grabbed me too. He's like, he grabbed me by. He's like, "Listen, we're not giving up." Are you afraid to burn any future bridges with them or something? Well, I burn. Well, the thing is, I've had it out for Uber for a while now. No, so see, that was see, like Uber does not care about you. You need to take everything you can from them. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing. Well, that was the thing. Like they were just. It was kind of like. It was like just being in a really bad relationship. Like I was just like, oh man, just like they're always late for dinner. It's like they never like talking to me, and it's just like it was just a bad relationship. And I was just ready to burn it, but I was afraid. And you grabbed me and said, "Nah, man, you can do better." What Steve is referring to, he ordered like forty dollars. All right, no, wait, right, right, right. Listen, it wasn't just me; it was a group effort. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying you're eating forty dollars worth of food, but what I'm saying is the, the delivery guy like didn't even really put in any effort to deliver it. Didn't then, call, didn't ring and, the doorbell, text me, like, didn't message and, me. And uh, Uber was like, hey, uh, look, we got to protect our drivers. He said he tried for 15 minutes. Um, 
What, standing outside? Sick. And they're like, sorry, we, we're sorry that this happened, but we can't refund you. And then the, um, the fucking white lady hairstyle just magically appeared on my head. Oh, I got Thomas, may sudden, I talk to your manager, Shomo? Yeah, I got this sudden anger where I was like, mm-mm, no, nah, not in this house. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I immediately Googled, because they, they make it very hard to find um, the support number. Don't even bother looking. Google Uber Eats support phone number, and then you'll get it. You have to <laughs> Hot learn, tip. You Hot have, tip. You have to learn the, the, the uh, workarounds. And then I called them and, and explained to them that, he was in. He was in a different bedroom. He was in like someone's bedroom for like fifteen minutes. And I'm thinking, we. I kind of forgot you were still. You were still there, and then you kind of just pop up, and you're like, "We did it. He did it. <laughs> we we did." <laughs> did you do like a three way with your mom and the Uber representative, the customer service? Mom, service? I, need, I need some backup. <laughs> hey, mom, I'm gonna put you on this uh, three way call real quick. Can you just hop on and just give your peace of mind? Tag teamed him. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like, take fuck. pleasure out of uh, thought of privilege and <laughs> basically <laughs> this dude's just like I didn't want this tonight. Dude, it's incredible <laughs> though, right? I I know it sounds like that's the common thing to do, but you would be so surprised at how many people would give up after they All got right, that listen, first email. After that first email, I was I was pissed, but then I literally just grabbed uh, a controller and started playing Mario Kart. And forgot yeah, about but a lot problems. of people would just be like, "Well, whatever." I can't fight the system. Just take it. Bullshit. I was ready to take that L. Anyways, forty dollars. I would never would have given up. That's a that's a chunk. Yeah, nobody here makes. I mean, some of us might make forty dollars an hour, but even so, is it worth an hour of your time? Anyways, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you fought that battle for me, and you know, future battles, I will definitely uh, keep you in mind. Just remember that. I'm down for the war. Yeah, you always seem down to fight the power or fight some, <laughs> fight for some cause. Even even though if you get nothing out of, you didn't get shit out of that. Maybe pleasure. Oh, I did. I got, I got a lot out of it. <laughs> Tom's just like, oh man, I'm gonna sleep easy tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would have stayed awake knowing that you lost forty dollars. Anyways, I got a five dollar credit too. If oh yeah, yeah. I sh- we should also mention that not only I got him five dollars in credit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, might use it tonight. Let's see. Use it. Yeah, Harvey. What about you? How was your week? My week has been pretty good. Um, I've been uh, doing some voice acting for work. All right, this is getting that fucking. Was, this is getting very old, man. You, you better get no some invite? compensation. Some compensation. I mean, to be fair, I am getting compensated. Oh yeah, he is getting, <laughs> he is getting but, paid. Technically, yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. you're now a, a prized voice actor. Your salary should. Trickle. I don't know about prized, but um, I am doing the job and. And uh, <laughs> I do yeah, show up I'm on sure, time. <laughs> I'm sure they make uh, like a freelance voice. This, this reminds me of like when I work in like production gigs, and they're like, "Hey, we need another extra. Can you take your walkie-talkie off here?" <laughs> and you're just the dude in the background, just standing there. Like I'm not an actor, but all right, you know, we we just need someone. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it for my week. Um, we gotta hear this shit. We've been teased for months and months. I don't know if. If that's a good idea. So do you do... That probably won't happen. Is it the same character that yeah, you're playing? Yeah, I've been pl- voicing one character. Can you tell us a little bit about the character so we have an idea of what you might use your voice? Like because Harvey has a very distinctive voice, as you guys can tell by listening. But Everybody has a distinctive voice. But like, no, but I feel like yours stands out. And I, and I was just curious, like, who's this character you're playing? Because I'm trying to picture it in my head. Like, what kind of accent you're doing? Uh, I'm a space pirate, basically. Okay, um, okay. This is getting, I'm getting a lot of He's sort of the, um, he's sort of a rebel, 
Like he he's in like this rebel faction. Does no one understand um, him? Like no one gets him. No Is one that gets c- him. Yeah, like he's angsty a little bit. Are you drawing uh, <laughs> your your conclusions from my own character? And I'm just asking <laughs> questions. This is how interview works. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that much about his personality and his backstory. Um, I don't. He doesn't have. Well, I gotta get my hands deep. on this game. Yeah, you got us excited. Yeah, that probably won't happen. I'll, I'll make sure. What you gonna make? Is it like a public game? I mean, I can block your IPs for sure. So <laughs> wow. All right, yeah. well, I guess I'll do it on someone else's computer. <laughs> block everyone he knows. It's <laughs> like so make sure no one gets. I'm gonna download out. every game that your company makes for the next like ten years and make look out just, for a space pirate. This is him. This is him. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's been my week. How about you, Thomas? Thomas can't. Can you top that? Uh, can you top that shit? <laughs> What's that from? I think it's a... It's that video. I, I think it's Aziz, actually. Oh, yeah. No, that is oh, Aziz. Oh, right, right, right. His special. R. Kelly thing? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. you were thinking to top that. that top was, that. That was that uh, movie. But then, yeah, now I remember it was that R. Kelly shit where he's like, can you, <laughs> can you top that shit? <laughs> All right. Yeah, my week was good. Um, I think I filmed... A Bruce Springsteen cover. I don't know if I talked about it. It might have been before the last episode, though. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember you were going to that. Yeah, I'm going to put that out probably tomorrow or something. Oh, um, all right. Dropping some shit. It's a passion project. I mean, I got paid for it, but it, it's a passion project in the sense that anything involving Bruce Springsteen, I'm like passionate about. I feel like you would have done it for free. You probably, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, Bruce? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to cover this. Uh, this uh this chain smokers song oh that'll be five hundred dollars <laughs> chain smokers song. oh I'm gonna cover a Bruce song please let me film you uh that's how it works mm-hmm. um yeah other than that I've just been um you know how are you such aware of like the culture like the chain chain smokers is such a specific <laughs> fucking group that you picked I was just I was in my head <laughs> trying to think of the worst mainstream artist I could think of you heard it here first um, chain smokers yeah yeah. Other than that, man, I watched a few movies. Uh, re, I did a rewatch, a, a special edition rewatch, which I'll, I'll talk about. Um, no, you but, uh, like I said, you're only allowed to talk about that movie once in a lifetime. Well, none of that's true. Uh, yeah, that's it, really. Uh, I literally did nothing all week. Um, and I think it's safe to say we could talk about some movies. Um, Sounds good. So, uh, Sean's not here. He assigned me a movie. But before I talk about that, I just want to let you know, uh, it may be available this week uh, only, but select theaters are re-screening A Star is Born, and um, there's 12 minutes of additional footage. It's called Star is Born Encore. Um, <laughs> what? It's the encore version. I don't know. So they put like little fucking like colons or whatever, just like encore edition. Uh, I'm Is not, it a different edit? No, no, it's, uh, no. They just popped in like um, like two additional scenes, I think. And they charge you like double? No, no same same price. Same okay. price. Uh, that's how they get you. Uh, overall, holy fuck, that movie holds up, man. I thought I was just like in in like shock from the original like viewing because I was expecting it to be bad. Nah, this movie is, is fantastic and it holds up and it's a goddamn travesty you haven't seen it, Steve. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold on to I brought someone new with me. It's my thing when I rewatch stuff. I bring someone it's new. It's really creepy to be honest. Uh, I, I glance over them to make sure they're crying at the same scenes I'm crying at. <laughs> You're enjoying this, right? Yeah. 
Uh, so it's technically the, not a rewatch because you're watching them watch exactly. The movie. That's the where I get the value from. You know, it's not <laughs> the rewatch is is only half of the value. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that person I brought with me cried quite a bit, and I'm very happy to see them cry. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I was assigned was holding a mirror. He was like holding a mirror, Just making himself sure looking at himself crying. <laughs> that was the other person. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, right? Steve, go see this movie. I'm tired of your 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 meaningless protests. It's not me protesting. I'm just you know just not in the mood. That's what it is. We'll see. Maybe one day I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna make you watch it <laughs> with the game. Anyway, Sean assigned me a movie. Speaking of game, uh, he's not here to hear the uh, the results. But uh, yeah, I watched the end of tour uh, on Sean's request. This is a movie. Oh. Uh, written by Donald Margulis, uh, director uh, James Ponzolt. It's starring essentially just two characters almost the entire movie. Um, and that's starring uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Jason Segel. Um, I always want to say Jason Segal because Steven Segal, whenever you use his name. And I don't want to disrespect him too much. Anyways, if you don't know this movie, it came out a few years ago, four years ago or so. Uh, so it's the story of a five-day interview between Rolling Stone reporter uh, David Lipsky and acclaimed novelist David Foster Wallace, which took place right after the 1996 publication of Wallace's groundbreaking epic novel, Infinite Jest. You guys are familiar with Infinite Jest, right? Yeah. Duh. I have not read it. This movie has made me a little bit more interested in reading it, um, if I ever read a book again. Anybody here read it? Um, nope. I was always curious about reading his work. His, if I watched some interviews of him and I compared it to Jason Siegel's, uh character and it's very, very similar, I think. And if there's any justice in the movie, I think uh, his character portrayal made me very interested in David Foster Wallace. But let's get into it. Um, essentially, the movie kind of just starts... Uh, with Jesse Eisenberg's character, he <clears throat> starts hearing this buzz about this this novel that's just kind of it reignited fiction in the nineties. Maybe like fiction was like dying. Uh, other mediums were becoming more important, um, and he kind of demands to his uh, executive that he wants the story. He's a he's an editor at the Rolling Stone magazine. He's like, I want this story. I want this story. Let me take it. Um, so they arrange for him to uh, join him at the end of his book tour for five days. And they kind of just drive around and, and take some planes of some random cities that like, like they don't go to like, like uh, big cities like L.A. or New York. Um, they go to like Minneapolis and shit, which is, you know kind of plays on the juxtaposition of his success versus how modest he really is. And right off the bat, um, it's kind of like a buddy film, uh, but Jesse Eisenberg's character is not very likable. Uh, you guys notice that he just always plays not likable characters. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. He's kind of always... For the most part, yeah. I feel uh, like he's always Mark Zuckerberg. I do I do have a story, real quick one, about me. I saw him at a restaurant in uh, Greenwich one time, and uh, he was just sitting there, 
And he kind of gives off that vibe, like, he, like, don't talk to me. Like, not to say he is that person just because I saw him, but he definitely does give off that vibe looking at him in person. Like, he's just like, eh, you know, like, eh, don't talk to me. I mean, a lot of his characters do that. Maybe it's just the way he just scorned, like, his looks. I don't know. If I was also Jesse Eisenberg and I was eating at a restaurant in Manhattan, I would have that look, too. Hey, I mean, no, he's me. probably, hey man, he's probably I don't know play. what to tell you. Don't fucking star in movies and then don't go to restaurants in Manhattan. Stay inside for the rest of your life. <laughs> that well, sounds just terrible. Saying, <laughs> no, I, I mean, you can embrace it. Like, people aren't that rude. I mean, I've seen stars. Like, people actually are. You'd be surprised. People are very nice around stars, I yeah. think. I'm, You'd well, expect them to get bombarded. Well, that's not true. I did see the Han from Fast and the Furious get bombarded. Bombarded by a bunch of guys. Really? He's just hot from Fast and Furious. No, but, well, here's why. He he tried to be slick. He put on some shades. I'm sitting waiting for somebody. Five guys passing out their mixtape in front of me, uh, making jokes. I'm, and they keep trying to. A new one comes up to me every ten minutes. He'll mixtape. I'm like, I'm good, man. Uh, I have a question. He about walks by with. Later. <laughs> he walks by with sunglasses. Instantly, these five guys, because they're so good at reading people giving out mixtapes on the street that they were like, yo, that's the guy from Fast and the Furious. They bombard him. Yo, let me get a picture. <laughs> but usually when I see like uh, stars, people are very like reserved. Like, oh my God, that's, that's over there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I re- I'll uh, get back to what I was saying. Uh, yeah. End of the tour. Asshole. David, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, kind of an asshole. He's a reporter. <laughs> He's he's kind of in the business of being an asshole. I guess if you're an interviewer, you have to press people. Yeah, I mean, um, I think there's a good way and right way of doing it, but, you know, that's just me. Right, but, you know, David Foster Wallace is kind of this character. Uh, so that le- leads me to Jason Siegel. He is fantastic. This movie uh, is dialogue heavy, and, I'm, and I think Jesse Eisenberg is mostly just reacting to what he's saying, so yeah. he doesn't have a lot of lines. Uh, but Jason Siegel is kind of like spilling the beans about his like his you know mind, and I'm just it's one of those things where like wow, acting is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like most times you see acting, uh, whatever. You just walk in a room and just say shit and walk out. <laughs> no, I mean like it's it's hard, but like you know it's very easy to just you know between cuts memorize a couple lines. But these are like very. In-depth conversations that I couldn't imagine. There's nuance. To yeah, it's got to be like it's got to be a level of improv improvisation uh, to get it so natural like that. I don't imagine you could memorize all that verbatim. Uh, real quick on his performance, uh, uh, I agree with you uh, in terms of just I, I, this was amazing. Just seeing him on this, like it oh, maybe like this. yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I really really loved it. I want to go for a rewatch eventually in my lifetime. Which probably might happen soon, uh, but no, its performance is great. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He kind of changed his accent a little bit to sound like David Foster Wallace, and um, I want to be his friend. It's shot very nicely on film with like a really nice colored film stock. Yeah, um, very pleasing in some very beautiful symmetrical cinematography. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested in David Foster Wallace. I think a lot of people know that he he committed suicide. Um, but I think there's a lot of like themes here of like being someone who's like, essentially what David Foster Wallace struggles with is that people 
want to view him as a brilliant, like eccentric madman or something. Um, and he's just a regular guy. Jesse Eisenberg often accuses him of just playing regular guy. And he's like, no, dude, I'm really a fucking regular guy. I swear. Uh, and I think the existentialism there is, is very interesting. And, and I think a lot of people don't talk about that when it comes to very you know, prolific artists. Just because you could write like a motherfucker doesn't mean you're, you know, you're not like subject to normal human behavior and possibly mm-hmm. some depression and, and anxiety. Yeah, I love I love how the way he brings it to light in multiple conversations. He just really makes you realize that artists or just people, just everyone's a person. Everyone goes through their own thing, their own shit. And uh, no, it's just, I don't know. If it, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I like think just it was jarring for Jesse Eisenberg's character because everyone wants to be this eccentric. I feel like most, not most artists, but I feel like how the way we see it in media is that you know when you when you see like a writer or an artist, they're always an eccentric weirdo, and he's just like he's like, no, I'm just a dude who goes through shit. I got my problems. And I love dogs. You know? Yeah, and he <laughs> loves he loves going dancing. Yeah, it was like which was a great scene. I love that scene. Yes, very very well made movie. Um, I'm a big fan. I believe A24 put this out. I can confirm that in a bit. Uh, yeah, A24. Solid. Uh, yeah. You can't go wrong with this. If you like David Foster Wallace, if like you, you read his work, I think this could be, uh, interesting for you. Uh, I have not read any of his work. I don't even know what style of fiction Infinite Jest is. And they don't even talk about it. They kind of talk about it in the movie, but yeah, it's not. It's not the. It's not, it's not the focus it's, at all. It's very, very. Um, yeah, I don't, and I think that's what David Foster Wallace wanted. He's like, I don't want to talk about my, my story. You know, if you want to read it, just read it. You know. Anyways, I'd give it a four out of five. It's a solid flick. Solid flick. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, little little rat man. I just don't like him. <laughs> What? Just like uh, a personal? Just uh, snivel- I think just his characters. He could be a very nice guy. Just all of his characters is just a sniveling weasel? little shit. Yeah, he's Weasley. He's Weasley. That's a good way to it. Was put like it was like always like alt, like there's always an agenda. Like he's up to something. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Poor Jesse Eisenberg. I think that's all I watched. Is oh, that a four out of five? Yeah, four out of five. I did watch uh, Three Identical Strangers, the documentary. Um, surprised I didn't get up for Best Picture. Or sorry, best documentary. Um, yeah, it's because it was about white men, probably. <laughs> hey, not bad. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> you proud of yourself of that no, one? Aren't just you? <laughs> like, I just like think they looked at, "Won't you be my neighbor?" And they're like, "Well, there's no plight here." You know, I don't know. It's just so strange that it didn't get nominated. Anyways, uh, what about the plight of good and evil, motherfuckers? <laughs> Free solo. You're right. A white man with privilege just, you know, must be nice to be able to climb rocks all day. Uh, but yeah, also, I think, I, I think I'll keep my job, actually. Yeah. If I you think, want to do that. Yeah, yeah if you die. think about it, I don't think he, like, lives a very lavish life either. He's a pretty humble dude. Yeah. He has probably, like, I'm, he's one of those dudes that still probably has a flip phone. Like, I can, like, all right, I follow him on Instagram, and I know he doesn't have a flip phone, but if you've never met him, he probably gives off the vibes like, yeah, I still carry on my Nokia, like X300 or some shit. Yeah. Anyways, Three Identical Strangers, I won't get into it because almost everything with the movie is a spoiler. Uh, I did predict it, though, which is funny. Um, 
But essentially, it's about uh, three guys who discover each other. Uh, the bulk of the movie is kind of going into what really transpires from them discovering each other. But essentially, what happens is um, this guy he's he starts going to a college, and he he shows up on campus the first day of school, and everyone is like, "Yo, what's up, man?" Like he's like, "All these people think they know me." It's really fascinating. Um, like this girl came up and kissed me and stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Kind of deal, and uh, he he eventually runs into somebody in the school. Is like, dude, you have a twin, and it's like, holy shit! So they they take that to the papers. They first they find his twin because the, the guy he talked to was his mutual friend. Like, yo, you have to go see Eddie, and then they take him. And they're like, holy shit, we're twins, and it's a fascinating story. They bring that to the uh, to the press. And the press like, this is amazing. Um, so they print that. All, it goes in the New York Times front page. And uh, that, with the pictures on the, the cover of the New York Times, someone else was like, holy fuck, that's me on the cover. Yeah. I'm the third one. And then um, he contacts them, and then they unite as three identical twins, or triplets, I mean. That's wild. Um, yeah, it's fucking incredible. Uh, there's more of the story, uh, but essentially they go on this crazy express partying just in New York City. They're going on every fucking TV talk show there is, and overall, um, it's a good movie. It's, it's some some emotional scenes, and I, I enjoy it. I probably give it a three and a half. I was interested in watching that, but I never got around to it. Um, it's I think it's um, it's very interesting stuff. What ha- what goes on in the movie i think it's worth a watch i figure whatever department is in charge of whatever social department is in charge of uh getting kids adopted they must have probably just separated them or something well well, the story is um because it's easier to isn't they they were like switched they were taken apart at birth or some shit right, right? well it's harder to give three children away yeah as one package well they like yeah. but there's a there's a twist Oh, I mean, like, I, I want to watch. And the it movie is focused on the twist, not on. Yeah, the, I heard. I heard this was good. I heard a lot of good uh, rumblings about this movie. Yeah, that's it for me, though. Uh, it's a solid doc. Cool, I don't. Cool. I don't really like rating docs because you get what you get, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I, I, funny enough, you're talking about docs. I watched a doc this week. Uh, Harvey, you want to go first? Or you want me to jump in? Uh, you have anything that you just need to get out right now? Not really. If you want to talk about your documentary, you can do that. Uh, yeah. Mine is a, mine's different. Okay. I guess it's a good follow-up. Speaking of docs, I watch a documentary as well. Uh, I watch a, Abducted in Plain Sight, uh, released in 2017. This is a Netflix documentary directed by Sky Borgman. Uh, the funny thing is, I haven't watched this documentary, but I know everything about this documentary. All right. This is fucking buck wild. I know everything about it. So, abducted in plain sight, every parent's worst nightmare. Or yeah, I've seen all the memes. Yeah, everyone, everyone <laughs> like, has told me about this, it. Like five different people. These told me this parents story. are the dumbest fucking people on the. F- I don't do like. All right, let me get into the shit. All right, let me just read this. In 1974, a 12 year old Jane Bergman is abducted from a small church going community in Idaho by by trusted neighbor of a close family friend. Okay. So this documentary literally just follows the story of Jane 
as she's been abducted not once, but twice throughout her young life. And the thing that happens to her is terrible. Her story and what was done to her was terrible. But the thing that frustrates me the most about this whole story is the fact that her parents literally... I'm just annoyed that this movie is called Abducted in Plain Sight because the thing is, like, the signs were all there, but the parents choose to either A, ignore them, or or just rely on their own, like, or they were just trying to be, you know... They're, they're, they was just being hospitable. Yeah, they were just trying to be hospitable. <laughs> I don't really know too much about it, but I've heard the the headline version of this, this doc. Yeah, so... Uh, there is a man, uh, so there's a family friend called B, or they name him B, and he ends up taking Jane away when she was around 12 years old. That's when the first time she got abducted. So you're thinking, oh my God, this is so scary. That sucks. Like, yeah, that's terrible. But what you find out before this is that her parents, like, there was warning signs. They were just so blatant and so obvious, but her parents chose to ignore the fact that this man was a fucking creep. B was, like, this creepy pedophile who just, like, he just gave off the wrong fucking vibe. He told them, called the mom midday and said, hey, I want to take your 12-year-old daughter horseback riding by ourselves. Is it cool if I pick her up? If it's you legit. heard that. It's legit. That's her, her mom's just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And he's just like, well, you know, it'll be fun. We'll make sure, I'll make sure to pick her up. She's like, he's like, she's, she's going like, to be riding something. Ain't going to be a horse. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Listen, not funny, guys. That's not funny at all. Uh, and she she says, all right, go for it. He gets, she gets, she goes horseback riding, but they, they, they supposedly go horseback riding, but she never returns home for the whole weekend. So she was missing for like three days and her parents were still like, Oh, maybe they'll come back. And they're like, let's wait one more day and they'll come back. The fuck you mean? Wait one more day. <laughs> she said that she said, let's wait one more day and see if they get back. What the fuck? There's probably mean? just traffic. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's like, give them someone 30 minutes. Like he's like, yeah, it's better be home in 30 minutes. And like, all right, well maybe they got caught up in traffic. No, three days. Doesn't show up, finally calls the FBI, finally gets someone on the fucking case. And I think the FBI agent is the fucking funniest person on this <laughs> documentary because he basically said, he's like, he's like, I just didn't understand him. We we went through the whole effort. She gets she gets found in Mexico. They, the federales come pick her up and everything like, and she gets, she gets back home and B is about to be tried. But the thing you end up learning before this is that B seduced the seduced both parents so <laughs> dude this is fucking buck wild dude he seduced the mom and then he, he seduced the husband i saw the dude <laughs> what like, the fuck he, he literally like, this like, is I a lot shouldn't be doing it and he was like give him a hand job oh, yeah something. dude he takes him out to the middle of the woods says oh, man i'm just so frustrated i just need a release and he takes off his pants he's like he looks at him he's like B, who is the pedophile, looks at the dad of the daughter, Jane, says, I need to be released. This is a huge spoilers, guys. I'm sorry. This movie is just so frustrating. Uh, and he literally looks him in the eye, he said, he's like, he was joking, he starts laughing, and then he ends up doing it. And he's like, and I relieved him. And I'm like, he's like, fucking, hey, this is buck wild. Yeah, so he's a spoiler. It's a huge spoiler, but let's just say these are the worst parents of the year. They, they get seduced by the pedophile who takes their daughter and who wants to marry their 12-year-old daughter. 
And then on top of that, insanity, all right, it doesn't, it gets worse from there. It just gets worse from there. It just doesn't get any better. So that's just the beginning, the first 30 minutes of the movie. It sounds like this dude is probably the most charming person of all time. Though. I guess so, right? He seduced the whole family. He seduced the whole fucking family. What kind of shit is that? That's amazing. Uh, that's like a just to give you some like cult leader ins- type shit. Yeah, if you want to watch the movie, that's that's the first thirty minutes of it. It gets more buck wild. Again, I'm not making light of her abduction or what happened to her because that's tragic and that's shitty, and she has she has no blame in this. But her parents were fucking just. I'm just blown away how. <laughs> Like because this is not this is not the first time they fumble the ball. They fumble the ball multiple times. They'll find you know until there's some weird like a resolution. So if you're interested, go watch it. But you're just gonna be frustrated the whole time. Like why are these parents letting this guy hang out? Like why why were they letting this guy hang around their daughter so much? And on top of that, how did he seduce the whole family? <laughs> so yeah, go for it. Why God not? Bless him. Yeah, it was a weird fucking movie. I was, I'm just so fucking just, I'm still blown away by it. I'm still thinking about it. Like, how does this shit happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's very hard to uh, identify with anyone in the world, really. But that's just, that's just wild to me. Because if everyone was like us, the world would be like very like. I don't know about that. Not utopian, but like close to it, right? Utopian? Like you think all of, if everyone was like us? Yeah, I'm saying like if everyone apocalyptic. Yeah, I think it would be more post apocalyptic. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you, what do you well, I, so? I think I'm just picturing a whole bunch of like different versions of us. Well, the problem is people don't like realize is uh, advance. But well, I'm, what I'm saying is like socially, socioeconomically, uh, it, every, not everyone can be like us. No, you have a point. It's just you know. I don't know. I was just, there was just so many warning signs. And, you know, who am I to judge? But fuck, man. Like, it was just so. Who are you, you could, to judge? Uh, I, think you could, I think you could judge. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, it's just like, I hate to be that guy. But fuck, man. Like, how no, does that I mean, shit this happen? is unanimously yeah, weird. I've you don't have told, to feel bad. I've been, I don't watch, like, documentaries like this. But I've been told this story by multiple people. And it's it's insane that those parents are not in jail. They should have like, easily did. Yeah, because they endangered their child. They, they should have easily did 10 to 20. <laughs> with, with that would be. <laughs> so just to let you know, it just gets more crazier from there. Like the story and like what happens to all of them gets just wild. Uh, I agree with Harvey. I'm surprised that no one's pressed charges or anything else happened to these people. But it's fucking wild. I say give it a watch just so you can just be blown away by the... Uh, I hate to say it, but stupidity. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I watch, and then oh, I watch something else. I watch, I rewatch Annihilation. Holds up. I feel like you've rewatched this already. No, this is my second time watching it. Uh, I saw it. It was on Hulu. Uh, I was in a sci-fi mood as of late. Wow, <sighs> man, that scene still fucking holds up, man. It's so yeah. good. The bear scene still fucking holds up. It's still horrifying. Uh, I think that's like the closest thing we're ever going to get to maybe a Lovecraftian horror film. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I feel like that's something. No. I think that's something we can get like that's close to it, like in, of like being like unaware, like or having that anxiety of the unknown. I feel like that's the closest thing you'll ever have to a Lovecraftian film. Do you disagree, Harvey? Do you think there's something else that's close to that? Yeah, I think there are a few. Oh well, I mean, I'm just I'm saying. I, I think, think under that's the skin 
for sure. Oh yeah, under the skin definitely falls into that. I'm just saying, I think it just does that unknown, that aspect. I think it just does it really well. Yeah. yeah. And it has beautiful man. It made me appreciate the fucking production design as well. Rewatching it, beautiful fucking production design of uh, just the flora. <laughs> fucking, that's all you want to do, dude. It's haunting. Uh, yeah. So that's what I watched. Is all right. What about you, Harvey? Um, I I watched a uh, fairly old movie, and it's I can't say that it's like an important. Movie. Turns Either. out he watched the very first movie ever made. Yeah, Isn't that um, crazy that none of us probably have seen it. Uh, we could we could I try to do I, a group watching. I think I have. I think I have mm-hmm. actually. Um, yeah, like over the last uh, three consecutive weekends, I've uh, relaxed in my bed with uh, some Coke Zeros and tried to watch this 2003 action horror movie called. Underworld. Oh man, let's get into it, man. So I'm excited now. Really? Oh yeah, fucking. You're this big Underworld fan? No, it's just a weird fucking franchise that had like ten sequels. Yeah, it is a very weird franchise, and for the most part, I've been ig- ignorant to it. But I decided that today's the day. Step my foot in, dip my toes in. Um, so it's directed by Lynn Wiseman. It stars uh, Kate Beckinsale. Scott mm-hmm. Speedman. I don't know what happened to Scott Speedman. Is he dead? <laughs> I don't think he's dead. No. Google. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, I think I've last seen him in like The Strangers or whatever. Um, Michael Sheen. Bill Nye is in it. So He's still alive. Siri told me. Okay. We're first introduced to Celine, who's played by Kate Beckinsale, as she overlooks this impossibly dreary and gothic city in which this uh, moving graphic novel takes place. She's she's uh, not overlooking the city without purpose. Selena's a vampire, and not just any vampire. She's a death dealer, which is sort of a specialized vampire assassin, and they are trained to hunt down lichens and kill them. Uh, for the audience members who don't know what lichens are, can you explain? Lichens are ancient werewolves. Nobody asked. Uh, well, a war has raged. <laughs> a war has raged on between the vampires and the lichens for what is described as about a millennia, I believe. Are we gonna ever get a new combo? Sorry to interrupt, but why is it always vampires versus werewolves? Why isn't it like goblins versus like? Do you really want to watch a goblin movie? I think yeah, they're the most. Uh, because the thing is, can a goblin be sexy? And that's the most important thing. As we found out with Jupiter Ascending, wolves are sexy. And then we also found out from what Blade you, that vampires are, are sexy. Now? Well, I'm just saying what's sexy, vampires and werewolves. So that's why they had to sell it. Good point. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> this uh, is the meeting they nonetheless, had. Nonetheless, uh, Selene soon after discovers that there's a plan that the Lycans have involving a uh, human named Michael. And he has been bitten by a lichen. However, Celine can't bring herself to kill him because I guess she's horny. <laughs> See, I told you. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of attraction and uh, sexual tension between these two characters, and they're slowly falling in love or just uh, horny, very horny. And uh, she does not kill him. The entire situation becomes between the lichens and the vampires becomes untenable for. 
for Celine, so she decides to awaken an elder vampire, played by Bill Nye, and uh, uncover this conspiracy she believes is happening in the coven. Unbeknownst to her, how, however, that decision comes with uh, some huge ramifications. Yeah, personal ramifications Ooh. and identity questioning revelations. There's uh, a, well, I, I suppose I shouldn't talk about what the actual plot is or the plan. But this movie has some very interesting visuals. Much of it seems to be adopted from or directly ripped from The Matrix. It's It tries to function as sort of a, a genre-bending project, I think. The, the action and the effects are very much in, in style of The Matrix and that franchise. They borrowed so much in terms of the, um, like... There were actual shots where I could like see they were like doing like shot for shot from like the Matrix, and um, I think it relies on that stuff much too heavily. But in terms of the actual art, I think that the set design in in, the, in these are actually or in this one is actually pretty good, even uh, for the time. It's like two thousand three. That's nearly, what I don't know, like nearly twenty years ago at this point. I and, mean the the initial idea to any executive producer is just like. Oh wow, yeah, that could fucking work. Like he's like, just imagine the Matrix. Yeah. But with werewolves. Yeah. Um unfortunately I think it does rip too heavily on, on the Matrix in terms of the action and they could have done some things differently to make it seem uh to differentiate itself. I think that would have been better from the Matrix if they would have done like more uh grounded styles of like combat, not necessarily the very floaty and uh gratuitous style of combat that the the matrix uses um i think that the love story was un, unneeded for the most part i didn't feel any sort of connection between those two characters at all except for they were both hot and they were looking at each other a lot and um something about you know that that, that tension in that movie i always remember it it was pretty intense man i don't know yeah i think that was unnecessary and i think it if had focused on <laughs> On the um, explaining the world between these, especially like the world and the and the war that's been raging between these two these two peoples, that would have been a better use of time. Um, for the most part, however, I think I enjoyed Underworld. If I'm honest, um, I think the art style is great. As I mentioned, it's like kind of interesting to look at it can be corny at times obviously because it's dated and it is just a bit shallow if i'm honest but i mean i had fun with it and um it's a product of, it's honestly just a product of its time like when i watched yeah. it when i was a kid i was like oh that was fucking cool man they're just flying around yeah. killing each other so i didn't understand like there was like no depth or nuance yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's there's not much there but if you are just into i don't know hey, if graphic into, novels and yeah. uh nerdy shit like this it's it's pretty entertaining i think do you want to make it your goal to watch the other ones or are you just done i think i may watch some more actually um i don't know how many there are or there's a there's a there's uh the second one there's a prequel the discussing the lycan war oh yeah and then there is another one continuum that was actually yeah that, i just mentioned that yeah uh i think that it could have done with more of that history between those those two uh, species hey. and showing like that war in the beginning, I think that would have been cool. Hey so man, you're going to get it for the prequel, man. It's a like in war. 
Uh, or I guess that's I think that's what it was called. Yeah, I mean, realistically, this movie is about a two two out of five for me. <laughs> but I did I did enjoy aspects of it. That's I'm glad it you me. watched it. All right. Well, are you gonna watch the other ones? I think I will. I I liked. Uh, I rewatched The Matrix recently, and, and so I was thinking, like, what is similar to this? I actually Google like, movies similar to The Matrix, <laughs> and, it, and it said Underworld, so I was like, yeah, I never saw it. Uh, I see. I have a question. I since kind we're talking of avoided about, it, if I'm honest. Since we're talking about Matrix, have you guys seen Cloud Atlas? Yeah. Have I, should I watch it? I think so, I'm yeah. curious, because, because I watched the trailer, and I'm like, this looks like the shit that I would like this looks like my shit like I would watch this I mean I didn't I saw Will Smith I didn't really enjoy it but I think you should watch it wait which one's with Will Smith that's That's after that's after Ah, this is Wachowski siblings I thought they did the one with Will Smith no that's um, that's Midnight Shyamalan is it? yeah Midnight Shyamalan (laughs) Jesus I don't know movie stuff did he write that too? yeah I think so you know what maybe you're right Um, I mean you are right all right, well, that's it for uh, Harvey. <laughs> He's taking the journey to the underworld. Yeah. You proud of yourself? Kate Beckinsale was just Pretty hot, impossibly right? pale, but also impossibly attractive. Yeah, it was weird. She had this goth look on, like she had like leather, like leather everything. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just wearing leather pants, leather shirt. She was like yeah. leather brassiere, yeah. you know, just she had leather boots. Yeah, everything was, was great. Had, I think she had leather eyebrows too. Yeah, I saw that. I feel like pretty sexy. Girls like that don't give, exist. No, no, they give like a new meaning to like white people. Because well, I was like, <laughs> explain. Cause, well, because they're actually white. Oh, like like it's very ones. rare that a black person's actually black. Yeah. It's very rare that white people are actually. I like white. where we're going with this. But like, she is like in that is white. You know? I, mean, or, I don't think whereas she's. Whereas, like color grading and, and like, the amount of makeup. Yeah, she's she probably pretty pale. Yeah. yeah, like I think they caked that shit on. Like that's an actual white person, like in the literal I, term. I don't think I don't think she. I've seen whiter. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about. To be honest, yeah, seems like you're really stretching for that one. Yeah, I am stretching. <laughs> you guys ready to stretch out to this uh, review here? Yeah. God, are you really proud of yourself that one too? No, <laughs> you don't roll today. I'm actually ashamed of myself. All right, let's uh let's talk about fighting with my family. Let's let's have a listen to a clip. Sorry about that. It's the rock. We're huge fans. Thank you so much. What advice would you give us? We want to be the next you. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting the rock you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years. You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir. May I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's the rock's advice. Shut your mouth. Thanks, Dwayne. Got it. What a clip. What a clip. It was the best one yet. You said that last time. Beginning to question your... uh genuinity all right so uh here here we go fighting with my family a former wrestler and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining the wwe world wrestling entertainment this uh actually unknown to me at the time was written and directed by uh steven merchant who is in the movie i, I saw him his cameo he makes me laugh <laughs> Just like looking at him makes he, me laugh. I don't remember him really even saying a lot either. Yeah, he, he had some funny lines though. Like just the whole situation. Uh, but it's starring, uh, of course, 
stealing the shine here on the IMDb top build cast is Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Vince Vaughn. We have uh, uh, Lena Hetty, Florence Pugh, uh, Nick Frost is in this. He plays a, a, a dad, a very fat wrestling obsessed dad. Uh, yeah. What did you guys think of uh, Fighting With My Family? I should also mention this is very highly rated. I believe it's like 90-something certified fresh. Is on, it really? I didn't know that. On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Um, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. It might sound like I'm not genuine. I'm being 100% genuine. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. I was surprised when I first looked up Showtime. So I was like, this movie has a fucking 91%. Damn. But, you know, it is slim pickings out there. We're you know coming out of February, going into March. They're going to get those big movies coming out soon. Cinema is dead. It's dead. All right. What did you guys think of this movie? Who, who here is a wrestling fan? Anybody? Yeah, let's talk, like, let's talk to the wrestling fan. I watched uh, WWF back in the day, and it was not fake to me. Um, uh, so this is my experience with wrestling. I was just a person, like, so everyone would gather on TV to watch it, and I was just like, not paying attention in the background. Wow, you must have had some. But uh, I knew some who some, some of these low names levels of testosterone. Or something. <laughs> uh, that's what the doctor said when they checked me out. Uh, there wasn't concern, but you know it is what it is. Something I can't. I don't know. I can you can't take a, I can't imagine not being into it. Uh, I was. Did you have a favorite wrestler? I want to spit my beer out. Uh, no, I didn't because I didn't watch it that much because I thought it was very boring. Harvey, I know you've dabbled. Oh yeah. I used to be very into wrestling. Yeah. Harvey seems, no offense, you, and I don't know if that is an offense or not, but you seem like you're into it. What? I don't know if it's an offense or not. Is it because of his uh, alpha male like? I think that's what it is. Every time he, every time he comes into the house, he kicks open the door and he yells out, "Can you smell what Harvey's cooking?" And I'm just so lost all the time until I watch this movie. So I'm learning a lot. Wait, today. Did you not know about? I'm just can very you smell excited. What the Rock is cooking about my souffles. What? Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest juxtaposition of being manly and feminine at the same time. Well, you're talking about never mind. Yeah, um, what are we talking about again? You're talking about your love for uh, the WWE and and, and well, well, I wanted to preface this with uh, everyone going around and saying their favorite wrestlers uh, back then. But, I guess The Rock is mine because I know who he is. All right, did you have a favorite wrestler there? Uh, Who's mankind? Is he a thing? He's a thing. How about Undertaker? He's also a thing. Okay, cool. Those are the only people I know. Very, very prominent. What about, well, who's your favorite wrestler back then? Who's your guy? Every time he came on, you, you were like, that's that's my guy, Harvey. Um, Back in the day, and first it was uh, Stone Cold for sure. Uh, then fan Stone fan. Cold. I remember him. Yeah, and Stone Cold and The Rock had a rivalry that stretched a while, so I hated The Rock. Because you're on uh, Stone Cold side, so was I. I yeah. was also against. The All Rock. right, real quick yeah, question. I think that's what they wanted, and then yeah, after that, I started liking The Rock. Um, I think Stone Cold, and um, I was a big uh, Diamond Dallas Page fan too. Um, yeah, I, I just, was. Quick I, question about this again: not, not knowing wrestling, <laughs> what was their feud? I just know that Stone Cold liked to drink a lot and quote Bible verses. <laughs> Which honestly doesn't make much sense to me when I'm actually quote, saying it aloud. <laughs> he didn't quote Bible verses. He made his own Bible verses. Oh, I just heard 316. He just Austin used to yell. Yeah, that's all he used to yell. So I was just like, what the fuck? I don't remember what about? their feud was. It was just um, championship shit. Uh, Stone Cold, uh, 
was my favorite too, but I also had like an underdog favorite because everybody likes Stone Cold. Because you, you couldn't help but not love him. He's drinking beer. He's giving the middle finger. Harvey, yeah. is that why you love Budweiser so much? It probably has something to do with it. No, not really. No, you, oh. you just don't know it, but there's something to do there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I actually was a very big fan of uh, X-Pac. Do you remember him? He's a little guy. X-Pac. I hated X-Pac. I I'm going to look this up right now. Yeah, Give me up, names. Look up X-Pac. He used to, he used to come out and do the, you know, the suck it thing. Suck it. He was a part of the uh, the crew. Oh, I remember X, that. People used to do X. that during Whatever during uh, during grade school. Well, most people would do it like this, but he was X-Pac, so he would do it like, like this with his... Arms crossed. Yeah, Pull up a picture. I think Xbox. he like created that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what about the movie though? What about the movie? Who um, uh, who wants to talk about it? I can go first. Um. So yeah, this movie opens with um. We meet this family first of all, Soraya and uh, her brother Zach, or Zach Zodiac is his ring name actually. They're uh they come from a wrestling family. The parents played by uh Nick Frost and Lena Headey. Is it Heady or Hetty? I don't I never Hedy. I never knew. Is it Hetty? She's great. Yeah. I love I love seeing her and stuff. Yeah, Lena Hetty and Nick Frost play their parents and uh they're both very on the fringe uh outcast sort of people. They were both I believe ex cons and uh they've obviously had uh they've taken a lot of questionable drugs in their life and they both found salvation in wrestling and so they've taught it to their kids and they actually own a uh, company called uh, the world association of wrestling i believe and um, they put on shows for the communities and um, they also give lessons to a lot of the children and people wanting to learn professional wrestling um the dad nick frost sends in a video of uh, Soraya and uh, Zach Zodiac to the WWE. He's really hoping to get his kid signed to the WWE. WWE. It's always been his dream. And um, and uh, also the, the, mo- the mom's dream. So they figure their children are very good. They've been wrestling since they were kids. It's obviously a shoe-in for them to get deals. Um, as it, I believe it's discovered in the trailer that the WWE decides to take Soraya, also known as Paige, but they um, they do not take Zach, and that creates a bit of a rift between the siblings. Um, for the most part, throughout the film, we see Paige sort of deal with first leaving her family in Norwich, in Norwich and um, moving all the way to the United States in order to pursue this dream. It obviously takes a huge uh, toll on her mentally, and uh, it strains the relationship between her and her, her family, and especially her brother, because he's definitely bitter and uh, and and broken since he since he did not get the opportunity. Um, I think it handles that those relationships especially well, and um, I think uh, one of the more the more prominent things in this movie is the, is the comedy. I think it also does a really good job handling that. Um, what else? I think that some of the performances are actually pretty endearing. It seems 
I believe it seemed really cheesy in the trailer, and I was worried that it would be. I think it's still pretty cheesy, if I'm honest, and it's um, it's very heartwarming. But somehow I'm not uh, put off by it. I think it walks a decent line between being charming and corny, but also entertaining and and being funny to a degree that I'm not mad at it or or uh, I don't feel cheated. I should I should say. Um, I can see that. I don't, anybody else want to talk? Yeah, I'll, um, I I agree with that. I think this this movie it kind of inspired our topic this week because it it's very formulaic uh, in the sense that it it does have that that triumph, uh, perseverance, then you know get knocked down and almost quit, you know get back up and and finish the job uh, kind of thing. Which is, you know, it's annoyingly tropey and, and it doesn't inspire me very much. Uh, but overall, yeah, I think the performance is like the, the main character, Paige, and, and the brother are very good. I like the parents. Um, I like some of the jokes with, like, Stephen Merchant. Um, and overall, it's it's kind of a, a quirky little movie. Uh, I do think 90% is pretty wild on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's, it's just a fine movie. It's it's fine, you know? Well, that's because I think it's a decent movie for most people. Right. Like, it's it's like, yeah, I guess if everyone gave it over 50%, that would cause it to be, you know, that's how the score works on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not really an accurate way of judging... Like, that movie's not, like, an individual 9 out of 10, right? It's just... Everyone, just most people will give it most a positive pe- Most people gave it a five, a 5 or 6, you yeah. know, or a 7 out of 10. Uh, but, yeah, I think um, I didn't laugh as much as I wanted to. I, th- I thought there could have been a little bit more comedy. Um, but I think, like, I could see them tiptoeing that line because they don't want to make like a joke out of this girl's story because it's based on a true story. I kind of wanted to see it go in a slapsticky kind of way um, for entertainment value. But yeah, I think that would be disrespectful to her accomplishment, which, you know, begs the question, like, you know, the, does this work, you know, with the, the tropey get back on your horse, uh, kind of formula um i think it works for most audiences and i think you can't really go wrong with it but i think um the, yeah it's not good i'm probably never gonna watch it again it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't stick out it doesn't <laughs> stick funny. out as a very uh inspiring movie um i think i was ready to go by the end of it to be frank i didn't even watch the, the rest of tom the, what i said i thought you were tom what do you mean? He said, to be frank. And then I was just like, oh, I thought you were dumb. It's a terrible joke. It's I terrible never joke. want to hear that joke again. All right. But yeah, it's okay. It's a solid little comedy thing. <laughs> what about it's you, comedy Steve? Thing. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, both of your, I mean, it's similar perspectives. It's just uh, kind of walking into it. I saw the trailer on, on, on I was say TV, and then I realized I don't like have cable. <laughs> Uh, I saw it online. It looked, it was just like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't seem like it's for me. And I'm, you know, it was, it looked kind of corny. And then finally, I was just like, yeah, since we, since we were going to go watch it, kind of just jumped in to have a positive attitude. And, uh, and overall, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, at first glance, it might seem kind of generic. And it is. Like, it does follow 
a very formulaic route, but in, it inherently works because I think there's solid writing and there's solid, like solid character development throughout the story. It's like everything is done well, so it doesn't hinder the fact that it is like formulaic to a T and how, you know, you know, you know, rags to riches story or just like a story of just someone like getting, like you said, getting up on that horse. Like if everything is done well, like performances, you know, writing, you know, character moments, you know, it all makes up for it. And I, I think this movie, all in all, the one word I can really think of is charming. I think this story is charming. I like the characters because they all are kind of just like weird outsiders that, you know, at first glance, you might just think like, oh, they'll never fucking do what they're going to do in life. You know, like, oh, they're they're trying so hard. Like, but, you know, like, what do you like? Are you going to make it? And, you know, it's it's a great, I think, under underdog story as well. You know, like, you know, she comes from nothing, you know, in terms of like, you know, privilege and like who her story is. And uh, it, it's like I said, very charming. I thought Nick Frost is like one of the funnier fucking people. Like any moment with him is just hilarious just because of the way he just delivers his lines. And he's kind of a sleazeball at, at moments. So it's just like even like better. Like when like the sweatshot scene was pretty funny to me. When just like, she's like, oh, you're running a sweatshop? And he's just like, no. <laughs> but it all, it's, I don't know. It's, I think there's, there's good moments there uh, throughout the film. Uh, I'll, you know, I don't think I'll run out of my, go out of my way to see it. But I think like if someone's just like, oh, I've never seen it. I think I'll put it on. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's, I think it just does a lot of things well. I, I agree. I think that, I think that it does follow tropes and, uh, and, uh, plug and play formula. Yeah. There. It follows a formula to such a degree that I think it hinders it in some ways that, I think the reality of of wrestling in this story could have improved the movie and made it more interesting, more compelling. Um, would you want to see this as a drama more? Yeah, I a think female version of the wrestler. I think it would have functioned better if it were more dramatic, more, yeah. more dramatic instead of comedic. I suppose. Well, not that there's anything wrong with comedy in this. I think that just the the general it was too general if that fucking means anything. It was too general at times. It wasn't specific enough. I think that details would have made this a better story. Um, I think that if the training and the, and the, the opposition that she faced was more, more defined, I think it would have yeah, been better. This, this film um, really doesn't have like a villain or like someone out there. Like it's just very straightforward. It's just her own struggle, like kind of like dealing with her own, or yeah. her and her fami- think, familial issues as well. Yeah, I think that's fine. I just think it just uh, does a general, yeah, uh, like glaze over it instead of uh, getting down to it. They also excluded some things that I thought. Do you know the story? Was, well, yeah, she was like the first ever women's NXT champion, which I I don't can't understand why they wouldn't add that in the movie. That's a pretty big, big Isn't deal. Isn't that's, it all fake though? Yeah, but I'm t- I'm talking about in terms of of what Paige means for women, uh, professional women wrestlers. I think uh, her story is an important one in that in that in that world, and it just seems strange that they wouldn't add that to it. I think there was a good theme there for like um, a certain like type of dismantling of superficial beauty. Oh, when she was reacting with all the other girls who are these 
blonde supermodel type characters and she's like this gothic um but what was very real unrealistic to me is when she came out on stage and like all the girls were hot and she came out and all the guys were like ew but in reality she was fucking hot in reality all those guys are like oh i got a thing for you know, pale goth chicks. Like they, she was hot as. I fuck. think everyone has a thing for goth chicks. I'm gonna be honest. I, mean, I think everyone. There's no scenario. I think like male, female, no matter who you are, I think everyone has a I'm little sorry. bit of a, a place there, in their heart for goth. There's no scenario where she comes out on stage and gets that type of reaction, being that attractive. I don't know. I think people are that much of pieces of shit. I could see that happening. Nah, that was, I think I that think was played played up. I don't know. I think like people are that fucking mean sometimes and drunk. This that could just say mean shit. In fact, they would probably prefer her over them. Because she's different. This is a spoiler, but uh, spoilers. Skip fifteen at, seconds. At that, Skip thirty seconds. Well, no, at that part uh, <laughs> when she comes out, there's some dude in the background that yells, "Who brought my dead grandma?" Right. <laughs> like, bro, just because she's pale, she's a dead grandma. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm put it out here right now. I thought she was she was cute. I liked the she's gothel. very attractive. I mean, yeah, she, I, I don't think the there's look. any question that she's attractive or yeah, that she's the very attractive. Is attractive. I like the goth look. But, um, they should have should have made her ugly. I think that <laughs> I think that choosing it made it feel very real. I don't know, choosing a different struggle or highlighting a different struggle would have maybe yeah that was like things. The, yeah I mean I think it, focusing more on her being like the first women's NXT champion would have been. More interesting. Better time spent. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, uh, I think this movie, I hate to say flaws because flaws mean that it's like, there's just like, just like, it's glaring issues, but I feel like overall, if you're just kind of like watching it, also, I don't think you notice a lot of this shit. I think we're just, just because we've seen, we've seen so many of these movies done before. That's all. One more thing that would make this movie way better for me. Um, Paige is retired. Um, Paige retired because just like Paige got, is retired. Yeah, she, she no seriously. I just now got into female wrestling. Uh, well, she's retired she's because late. of uh, she got injured, and basically, if she continues to wrestle, she'll be fucked uh, for the rest of her life. So, I think that obviously they wouldn't put it in there because this is a uh, WWE funded movie, but that would absolutely make this a much better movie if. If uh, it dealt with her injury and uh, her trying to come back from that, and um, I don't know, like the rider or something, or just uh, I, don't know, I, I think uh, a movie that sort of like the wrestler. Yeah, well, the wrestler, from, from what I hear, is very comparable. Yeah, and, and uh, putting putting like the toll that the wrestling takes on on their bodies and on. That people don't know about. I think that would be. Yeah, I mean, this movie went definitely into a more lighthearted uh, yeah. approach. But um, what was I gonna say? Can't remember. Uh-oh. What I, what I found interesting is there was like scenes where I thought like they didn't really explain. Is it a spoiler to say that she like skip skip fifteen sec thirty seconds? Uh, this can't be a spoiler, but that she actually participates in the like a, a actual sanctioned WWE match. Yeah, I mean it's kind of I mean I don't think so because it's like based off true event everyone like knows they, the story. But like they they like I just don't imagine that it happened like that. Like she was just like, "Oh, by the way, tomorrow you're you're fighting." Um 
And those things are usually rigged and like it No, it doesn't cover her NX like like uh Harvey said, it doesn't cover a lot of this stuff. So I think yeah, I think sure. that could have been dramatic. Like it, it's I think it would have been cooler to like sure it way different. throw her into that world of being like a superstar. But I did watch the match. I did watch the actual match that she went against with AJ. Uh, it's, did you? Uh, yeah, I did. It How was, similar uh, is it? Uh, it? It's a little similar. Not exactly, but she does have those moments where uh, there were, there's moments. You know, it's not exactly similar. I think the movie just makes it look way flu- like way more fluid in terms of like the fighting sequences because you can tell during the match that it just seemed kind of like, eh, yeah. rigged. <laughs> is it fixed? It's fixed, right? Yeah. They're all fixed. I didn't realize it. That's how dumb of a kid I was. Oh, I had no idea. Well, I was a kid not watching it, so which one was cooler? Probably the one watching it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, was, I had fucking action figures, bro. Get on my fucking level. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this little movie. Uh, this one thing I did realize that maybe we should try to like you know petition for really just make move, moves on is uh. Getting Vince Vaughn into more comedies. I watched this movie. Motherfucker still has it. Like, he made me laugh through the majority of the movie. Like, a lot of the lines he said I thought were really fucking funny. And I guess it's just the way in which he delivers a lot of the stuff he says. Uh, Bring this man back. He deserves it. Hollywood, forgive him. I don't know what he did wrong. I don't know why he's not in more movies. He is. He's in better movies, isn't he? He's in uh, Brawl and Cellbox 99. Well, I'm talking about just Hollywood in general. Like, I think we should see more of this man. Hollywood is dead. Cinema is dead. But, All uh, right. Yeah. What's your know. score on it, though? I give this shit a solid three. <sighs> I think it's a solid movie. I think Seems it just, high. Seems high. I don't think so. I think, I think it's a well-done film. Yeah, I'm going with a three as well. Middle of the road. Just the most standard three you could possibly like. Yeah. If you took a list of every three star movie, it would be right in the middle. It doesn't do anything glaringly wrong or bothers me to the point where I'm like, this movie sucks. Like, no, this movie's good. It's a good fucking movie. I think anyone could watch it and get something out of it. Even though at times I realize how corny fucking wrestling is. <laughs> it's gonna be a three for me, dog. <laughs> All right, three star movie. All around. All right. So we got to pick a movie for next week. We have a problem. Oh, do we know? Yeah. No, so, well, we don't I, actually. From what I understand is Steve is boycotting Disney. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if you guys read my text messages a while back ago, but I feel like I can't support Disney anymore. Steve says a lot of things. Yeah, that's true as well. But, uh, yeah, I just can't support Disney anymore. That's not a big thing. We, we've them. been criticized recently for uh, <laughs> talking like, shit what? about... Uh, <laughs> comic book movies and then go in to see them and talk I just, and I, I just want to know where's this criticism coming from uh, like, it's from our t- former intern oh I see now the part part of me wants to uh, like, what I read comic books I think I'm allowed to be critical I think I'm more than anyone I, re- I think I keep up with comic books and know that world to where I think I could be critical enough to say like oh you know I, I you know what the fuck now, say there was a scenario here where there was like a really great movie coming out. Spider-Man got five out of five from me. What does this guy want? Well, I, I do more of the shit talking, but... Um, oh, okay. So it was just really you and not us. Right. Oh, okay. Now I'm starting to see the big picture now. <laughs> so what? So I what's going think, on? Uh, I just think that Marvel movies are not top tier cinema. I mean, they're... They're good. 
Yeah, th- some of them. Some of them. Like, I think the first two Avengers are just unwatchable. Like, just drivel. Just I watched shit. the first Avengers for the first time maybe two years ago, and it was like, it got the biggest okay from me ever. Like, it was just like, it was okay. It was fun. Uh, Infinity War was great. I, I I really liked Infinity War. but That was, that was fun. Um I liked Infinity War a lot. Is this going to be? There's nothing coming out that week. In fact, the list of movies is even smaller than all the other weeks. It's just a problem with Disney, man. If Disney didn't own Marvel, see, that's how you can tell that they're they're doing a a damage to a cinema because all these other movies are steering clear that weekend. I mean, it's a smart move financially. If I was like a big biz, if I was a business and like something's releasing that day that you know you're going to get trounced on, like why would we release it? Of course. Like I get it, but. I don't know. I just think Disney's just... All right, so even though I'm thing. very critical of, of these movies, uh, I'm going to watch it from a, a person who likes movies point of view, not a person who likes just comic book movies, but someone who enjoys the art of Do filmmaking. You Did you hear about what Samuel Jackson said about people who watch comic book movies? That comment, he was like, watch other movies. There's other things out there. It's like, and, he's, and he's in them. He's in them. He's like, please watch other things other than comic book yes, movies. Yes, I, I agree. I'm not saying get rid of them, but like what they're doing is just like people are becoming afraid of things that are unfamiliar to them. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to go out to see a movie oh, about a story that I know nothing about. But first of all, who the fuck, like half the people that are going to watch this movie don't know who Captain Marvel is. So right, fuck but, off. but they've been conditioned to know who it is because... Oh, it's because you saw one cover one time on a fucking yeah, comic book that you never te- read? But cool. it's, also, no, it's <laughs> like, also been teased by their overlords, which this are is the, fucking buck the wild, Marvel man. Disney cinematic Keep yourself universe. in check, populace. All right, well, I guess we're going to watch that then, right? Yeah, I like Brie Larson. Brie Larson's great. Samuel Jackson's I great. Marvel I like too. Brie. I like Brie Larson, but I like everything about this movie. I have nothing against this movie. I think the the dialogue this they chose for the trailer is cringe, cringe. But you know, it's just uh, I just have principles that you know just conflict. <laughs> so you're not going to see it? The principality is involved, right? Yeah, I mean, this, I just it's just dizzy, man. I'm just I talk right. so much shit about them. Guess we'll see this fucking movie. I can't wait for good movies to come out again. You trying to say that Captain Marvel's going to be good? Guess what we have next week or after that? Us, right? We have us, but I'm pretty sure Zazam comes out as well. well we're going to see us regardless. Scenario we're going to see that. us. I know that, but I'm just saying Shazam is also going to come out around I think March. Not watching. So I think I think we're going to get back to back. Oh, not back to back, but we are going to get two comic book movies in the same month. So uh I will watch Shazam, funny enough, even though I swore off a of DC I'm not watching Shazam, but I really want to watch it because this actually looks good. Watch like it actually looks good. It looks like those they actually... scenes with the kid in the beginning are just terrible, dude. No, I think I think they actually took their time with this movie. I think they understand the character. It seems like I think DC is finally waking up. I don't think you know what you're talking. about. I feel like DC. Finally... It's way too early to. Say I mean, that. go ahead and go back to sleep, DC, because I don't want you to wake up. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Young Justice and a lot of uh, Justice League Unlimited, so maybe that's where my mind's at. I really want maybe this movie to be good. Is that wrong? Yeah. Go a watch, solid three. Go I just wanted to be a why, three. Why are you going out of your way to watch these movies when you can watch The Star is Born? That just blows my mind. It blows my fucking mind. What? Going my way to like the fact that I watch like Young Justice and Justice League Unlimited? or When The Star is Born exists. It's because I like watching those shows. Those, those, I, I enjoy those but shows. Don't you want a memorable experience? I get a memorable experience watching. Those I'm talking shows. of an experience that I think I get. I think I get the same value 
I think I get the same exact value. I think uh, comic books. Well, you get the so for instance, let's take a movie like Good Time. Yeah, you, you get the same value out of that as you would get in a comic book movie. Yeah, if the right one. That is incredible. Which one? That it is. just depends which one. It really is. Like, yeah. let's say, like, all right, if I say Logan, I feel like I get the same vi- value out of that because I think it tells a really great Logan's story. Logan's a very rare case. A Dark Knight, I think I get the same fucking very value. Very rare case. Dark Knight is massive. But, but I'm, I'm comparing it to the tone, and that's what I'm comparing. Tone. Well, you can't cherry pick the three greatest comic book movies I'm ever. Tone, made. because let's say if I'm, I can't, I can't take good time and then say, like, but I get the same value with Guardians of the Galaxy because that's not true at all. Because Guardian no, no, Galaxy no, no. is you so totally get, different. Not, I'm not saying you get the same tone. I'm saying you get like that same like washed over feeling. Like holy fuck, that it's was because good. tonally that's that that what they were going for. Like it's like if I walk out of a comedy compared com- to a drama, like I get. That I I, say, I've never. Breaks Me walk- Bear was a comedy. I was like, holy fuck, this is a great movie. That's the thing, though. I never walk out of comedy saying like, "Oh man, that washed me over." I feel so, I feel so different now. No, I don't mean you feel different, but like it's so you had such a good time that like you you've never felt those emotions before. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I think I think comic books can do the same. Comic Are you movies? two nerds done? No, I, I just don't. We see can, it. This is our topic. That's, Fuck the other topic. This is our topic for the rest inc- of the episode. That's incredible to me. Amazing. I think I think I can get Amazing. a I get a lot out of uh uh I think you can get the same value out of comic book movies as with like any other movie it's just a story being told the reason that you have a negative connotation to it is because they're being pumped out like crack cocaine no no no, no. there's like nothing people, to do with it I feel like you're just there's you nothing feel to do like with the, it it's just they're they're made very amateurishly they're, they're not I don't think so you think Lo, so Logan's made Logan's amateurishly. a very rare case but the thing is, if let's say it wasn't made Logan by committee, doesn't have what, any of the qualities. All right, so all, right next week? all right, listen, Captain listen, Marvel listen, next listen. Week? No, no, no. This is <laughs> I right, have to get Steve the, wants to settle. Read that topic. I'm just saying. Steve wants to settle this real. I'm quick. just saying. So you're saying a movie made by committee, made by a group of individuals, right? That's that's completely different from the movie you're comparing. Good Time is an independent film. Is like is like if you have like a small group of people working on a project, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like Logan was that project where he's just you got. A creator, you had a writer, director, you had a team that really were passionate. I don't, about the I don't project. understand why you bring up Logan. Logan is a very rare kid. I'm talking this but whole I, universe that we've, we've been. I'm just, to. but I'm just saying you can get the same value out of it. You're saying you can't. No, it's like if I order a, a, if you take the patty off a McDonald's burger and put it on a plate, and I eat it with a fork and knife versus eating a filet mignon. Fuck, are you talking about? Like I, the, the experience is never going to even match, even close. But anyways. I don't know. I think I think you're being dramatic. That explains a lot, Steve. You I understand you a little bit more. You want my opinion? I've, I've read comic books for very. I've read comic books for a very long time, and I think you can but, get. But it makes you can sense. get. You can get just as great stories and just as great comic like uh, character development in comic books than you can with like the same thing with the novel. Well, well I feel comic like books are. But that's what I'm saying. These are what, not movies. But the thing is, but that's what I'm saying. With novels and comic books, is the same thing. People always argue that that idea where it's just like, oh, comic books are just for children. And I don't think so at all. I think uh, I think, uh, I think they have this explains great depth. a lot, Steve. It's because then again, this comes from the guy who doesn't read a book. So no, I don't, re- I don't, no reading has nothing <laughs> to do with it. What I'm saying is like me, Sean, and Harvey, our curiosity and, and hunger for these films that are transformative. That are transformative so you're saying cause us to go out and see these movies, and you you have no problem not going to see them. And now I know why, because you you get so that value elsewhere. Yeah, I get I get a lot of value, but the thing is, you're saying it in a condescending manner. No, no, I'm not. You, I swear you to are. God. You, all right, I swear fuck, to God, all right, I'm audience, not. audience members. His eyes are going like this, like going up. He's just no, like, I I'm swear. not saying it in a condescending manner. I'm just saying, like you, you. Uh, this is 
you watch movies audio for a different poison. reason. This is audio fucking delight. <laughs> this is arguments. This is what uh, this is what podcasts are made of. I don't know if you went on the internet, but pre podcast. I'm just trying to understand why like you, the early why days. you wouldn't watch Stars Born. Can I, I understand? <laughs> can I get I'm a never, topic? You know what? On top of this, I'll never can fucking topic, watch please? this fucking movie ever again. <laughs> I'll never fucking watch this fucking movie. Hey, I'm you, fucking standing my ground. I'm never fucking watching this shit. Nah, you're gonna, I refuse to watch. Stars are Born is on my blacklist. You have made it on my blacklist. I'm never watching this. Can I get a topic? No, if you, if you <laughs> lose the game, you're watching. I'm it. not watching any of this shit. Anyways. Harvey, what's the topic? God damn it. All right, so the topic is, uh, can you get the value from comic book? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, our topic, <laughs> Our topic is... Uh, so these are movies similar to the movie we just reviewed, Fighting with My Family. Um, I call them uh, get back on your horse movies, I guess. You can call them whatever. Uh, but essentially, it's you know these human triumphs where a character is trying to accomplish a goal and they get knocked so far down, um, they feel like giving up and then they eventually accomplish their goal. I got the perfect it's kind of obscure, movie. but when you think about it, it's actually a very common formula used in Hollywood. I got the perfect movie. What is it? Um, actually, it's not even just one movie. It's just the whole franchise is built on this fucking idea. And they've been riding it for years, and guess what? still makes money. Uh, it is the uh, Rocky franchise. Rocky <laughs> is literally <laughs> that. Yeah, it's it like, is. it's so formulaic and the thing is, they went through a lull because there was like Rocky 1 and 2 and then 3. Like, it's like they went through a lull, but then like it slowly started to reform again. And then they kind of lost people again with Rocky 5. I think I'm the only person who likes Rocky 5. And then it came back with Rocky Balboa. I'm sure everyone in Philadelphia likes Rocky 5. Well, maybe I should move to Philly. Maybe I could just start a fan club there. This reminds me of Bill Burr <laughs> going off on Philadelphia. <laughs> you have a statue to man. It doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. Rocky, huh? Uh, yeah, Rocky is the, the pinnacle of that idea. Uh, and I think it just goes well because we just talked about a movie yeah, about fighting. Yeah, a lot of boxing movies do that. Um, in fact, it's like the go-to think, boxing formula. I think Rocky really lose. I think Rocky really made it popular, though. I feel right, like right. The underdog story, I guess you can call it as well. Yeah, like, but and oftentimes they fight and they lose halfway through the movie, and then they fight them again and they win. You know, I mean that's what, which is crazy because I think they did that in Creed two, but they didn't do in Creed one. And uh, yeah, because I really I remember I don't think they did in Creed one. I think Creed one was a little bit of much of a like it's kind of a departure. Uh, and, and when I mean departure, I mean that in like the loosest term, like. Is like you know, there's a few things that changed, but not a lot in terms of storytelling. Uh, but yeah, Creed two I think falls back on that formula of fight someone who's stronger than you, or like goes through a like challenging time, falls down, thinks about who they are, what they want, and kind of like comes back. You know, spoilers for fucking Creed two. You know, obviously, <laughs> if you didn't know. Yeah, I think the whole fro- like Rocky franchise and also like the new Creed franchise follows that formula, or at least dun, dun, dun. it works though. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it's like the the pinnacle of it. I feel like yeah, I feel like they started it, or at least what made it popular. What about you, Harvey? What about me? Yeah, what movie? What movie do you think? So, like, essentially, the point of this topic is the problem is a lot of times it's just it's such a over done formula that the movies tend to be not good 
Um, so, I mean, I'd like us to shine light on movies that are good that still use this formula. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got one. Well, I was trying to come up with something different, but I'm going to go ahead and say Seabiscuit because <laughs> it's funny. And um, I've never seen Seabiscuit. And this one has like a, a double getting back on the horse movie. Because one in a... Are you going to... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this movie, I don't know if... It, I think everybody in the world has seen this. Nope, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Sea Biscuit? Is it worth it? I haven't seen Sea Biscuit either. Oh shit! Is it a masterpiece? It's a pretty good movie. Uh, Gary Ross, uh, I think it came out in like 2003. Um, stars Tobey Maguire. I think uh, we're missing a lot of Tobey Maguire in, in our lives these days. Oh, right, thank so God someone one, said it. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good Tobey Maguire flick, and uh, it's got Jeff Bridges. Uh, pretty good cast actually. Chill. Elizabeth Banks. Chill. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, they uh they meet up once again, Tom McGuire and uh. I forget the, the horse, but um the horse's name. Sea but, biscuit. Uh, we'll just call it. Well, no, it's not the real Sea Biscuit, but it is uh. Oh, I was excited. I was like, just like what? I thought that was the <laughs> name of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Red, played by Tommy McGuire, is a jockey, and uh, he gets hurt, um, blinded in one eye because he's also a amateur boxer, and um. He has to. Uh, he's got his too many hobbies. Yeah, he's got too many hobbies, and uh, obviously, trying to ride a a horse competitively with one eye is not a very uh, smart thing to do. And uh, so Red has to uh, first then prove that he is able to do it, and uh, still a good jockey, even though he's blind in one eye. Doesn't seem that and, hard, right? Uh, the horse is doing all the work. Well, another thing is the horse. The horse is a uh, undersized horse Ooh. and uh, considered not a very quick horse. Um, but a pony. the horse and Red together uh, work with each other quite a bit, and eventually they they go for a um, a what's it called? Uh, where they win like every major event. Uh, I can't Landslide. <laughs> no, that's not the name of it, but. Um, yeah, they start winning matches, and uh, unfortunately, Red gets hurt. He hurts his foot, and the horse also breaks uh, like a bone in its foot, which for a horse basically means that they got to get shot in the head and turned into glue. But uh, fortunately, they they find a way not to kill Sea Biscuit. But although they were able to save it, obviously it'll never race again, right? Because you can't put that much strain on a horse's leg; it'll just break again, and then they'll have to kill it. But um, Red and Sea Biscuit make another comeback, and um. I forget which uh, race it is they win, but a horse coming back from breaking a leg, it's pretty crazy, right? And a, a one-eyed... Uh, Did you cry? Tea biscuit? No, I don't remember crying. Um, I also haven't seen it in a very long time. Were you at the age where you're kind of like, I don't need to cry? I well, know, there's one thing I know about Sea Biscuit is that I went into Sea Biscuit uh, in order to kill some time so I could sneak into another movie underaged. The only thing I remember about Seabiscuit was I that... I saw the first 40 seconds. When probably. I was watching the trailer to Seabiscuit, I just saw Tobey Maguire and instantly thought, oh, we're getting another Spider-Man. And then I realized, what the fuck a horse is doing here? And you ever, do they answer the age-old question, like, why do they say piss like a racehorse? It's because racehorses piss pretty fast. I don't know if you saw that shit. It's pretty fast. It's like a PSI thing? There's more pressure. I don't, I don't know. I made that up. 
Sea Biscuit, huh? So he literally probably falls off his horse in that movie. Is there a good scene of him falling off? He have to like slow mo. Because you have to. He probably has to get back on. All right, I dig it. I dig it. It's meta. It's pretty meta. It's pretty deep. Literal. <laughs> pretty deep. Uh, so I have a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, rem- reminds me uh, remarkably, like uh, the movie we just watched. Oh. Um, I think it's on Netflix or something. I think you guys should check this out. Uh, but it's called Patty Cakes. Now, Patty Cakes no, is, I'm good. is centered on aspiring rapper Patri- Patricia Dombrowski, a.k.a. Killer P, a.k.a. Patty Cakes, who is fighting an unlikely quest um, for glory in her downtrodden hometown in New Jersey. Essentially, it's the same thing, um, but instead of like becoming the, a world champion res- wrestler, uh, she's... Trying to become like a relevant uh, rapper, she's trying to make it in the the rap business, um, and she's got skills. She is not pretty. People do not like her appearance, and that really causes her to, you know, have a very hard journey to the top. Even though she's got bars and she kills like local rap battles, I heard um, she doesn't though. Rumors from other local scenes. Um, I don't know. I, I think the music in this movie is very very good. Uh, it's got a great soundtrack and a great cast of characters. It's very charming in the sense that it's more interesting. Does a lot of like more fun things with that that generic formula. Like she she has like a a group of friends centered around her. She has like this her best friends like this uh this Indian guy um who's always supporting her. They eventually meet some guy that lives in the woods who his name is Bastard. <laughs> and he, he like he's like conspiracy theorist, like cut off from all. He's like Afro like, punk, like oh, just like totally like. I was gonna say Alex Jones esque, but never mind. <laughs> picture Alex Jones, but like a philosophical Afro punk enthusiast or something who makes like crazy experimental music. Uh, yeah, this movie is a lot of fun. It, it kind of goes through the the same tropes where Patty Cakes, like she's like realizing that her dream's probably not going to come true. Uh, she meets her fucking all time. She has like that all time favorite rapper. Like that's who you look up to. You aspire to be him. You like kiss a poster of him every fucking night. Is that, uh, his name is OZ. He's kind of like this, like East coast kind of Dr. Dre type figure. Um, but like more like, uh, more of an enigma, I think. He's just like, uh, but eventually he kind of just crushes her dreams in the movie. It might be a spoiler, but it's not not really that <laughs> big of a spoiler. Huge spoiler, um, but not really. Um, but yeah, and she she kind of has to come back from that. She works for a catering company where she serves tables and shit, and uh, and she's just a de- just white trash New Jersey at its finest. Very unique, great portrayal of it, and uh. Everyone should check out Patty Cakes, man. It's a solid movie from 2017. I'll be too busy checking out Miss Miss Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Fucking, you know, you just uh, you, you you don't like anything that has value. It seems <laughs> accurate. Just kidding. Just kidding. Sort of. I mean, you like you like good movies. Just you don't see enough of them. That's all. What what defines good? Isn't it personal taste? Uh no, or is, it, is, there, there is, there, is there is there is there a chart that that 
film snobs keep in their uh, basement. The, no, there's a line at. that you cross where it goes from subjective to objective. Um, like A Star is Born, objectively a good movie. I don't know about that. Well, uh, the Academy didn't think so. We got this game called Get Wrecked. I don't know how we're going to play today. Um, ah, yeah, I know. We are down a person, so... I'm down to do the old rules. We can, uh, I say we don't play anymore. I say we end it. We had a good run, guys. Uh, no, watch. actually, I want you to watch The Star is Born. So. Guess what? I'm allowed one free getaway. So one get-out-of-jail-free no. card. Today we're no. playing old rules. Thank God I saved it. The old-style rules. So the uh, roller of a... Wait, how does it... Yeah, the everybody's going to roll a 12-sided die. The uh, roller of the highest number is going to assign a movie to the roller of the lowest number. Right. And um, should I go first? Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, I'd like to win. I haven't assigned a movie in a long time, and it would be nice. I got a three. Ooh, three's not, so not looking good for you, man. No, but didn't somebody? Didn't you lose with a ten last week? See, see. Ooh, I got a three. Soon. I got a three. So Steve actually has to get lower. A four. four. So we have to have a roll off. He barely rolled that too. That was. God damn it. <laughs> this is so much fun. Oh, Tom, I hope you lose because I got your ass real good. You got a two. There's a very good chance I'm losing. Uh, yeah. and all that shit I was talking about, Stars Born. I, I got a nine. It looks like I lost. <sighs> Stars Born, man. I was Come looking on, forward Steve. to it. Steve, right? if I watch this movie, you got to watch the Stars Born, all right? Oh, God, it's beautiful on this side. I, I'm not watching any comic book movies. Oh, no. Don't worry. I got you. I got your ass. I got your number. And no no, no obscure rom-coms from 93. None of that. I want I want, I want. want five-star movies. I always assign five-star movies. Just because you assign shit don't mean shit. Well, five-star. Yeah, that's not true at all. I gave your last movie like a what? A one out of five? Well, I... <laughs> I actually, I wouldn't give Falling Down five-stars. <laughs> But that's different. That's 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 a fun. I've recently found out, Tom. Oh Jesus Christ! That that you're just not a big fan of musicals. I mean, that's just that's just cruel. Though. Oh, but no, it's so much fun this way. But, but, uh, like, but that's just cruel. I want you to watch *The Stars Born* because I know you're gonna love it. But this, but *Stars Born* has music, right? This has music. Uh, it's not the same. They don't sing gonna, their lines. In I'm going to give you born. something easy. I'll give you something palatable that's not going to be too rough on you. I could give you something. I can give you something so much worse, but I'll give you something easy. I'll give you Jesus Christ. Les Mis. Fuck no. I've I'm already g- seen it. You've already seen it? Yeah, I hated it. I, see, I saw 75% of it, and I was like, I'm done. I can't do it. First of all, he just said he's going to give me something easy. You that pick, is easy. No, that's the that's worst musical easy. ever. That's not the worst musical ever. Shut the fuck Dude, up. No, it's sing- not. If you don't like, I thought you were gonna give me a mild musical. That oh. is the fucking antithesis of a fucking I, musical. They nah, sing every you're fine. word. You're fine. They're not. It's not a normal movie with musical breaks. Listen, it's fucking. Listen. I'm going to the store. You should be in a musical. You please voice go is phenomenal. to the store and buy. Like it's so fucking bad. This is a contentious episode. Where you're just like, that's. Like, how could you say that's a fucking easy watch for someone who doesn't like musicals? It's easy, man. I feel like you could just Dude, really get it's into it. It's literally, it's not even it has, a movie. It has, it it's, has, a, it's some sort of weird performance art that I'm not into. <laughs> it's, 
How do you sing? Dude, when I watch movies, I like to get lost in real conversation. No people have conversations. This is so much fun, man. This is like this is so much fun. Could you sing some more of your uh, daily activities? Yeah. Let me see what got this. I'm going to the grocery store. Jesus Christ! What will you buy? All right, I'll give you something. I'll give you something else. Uh, Have you seen Sing Street? No, I'll give you Sing Street. I right. think I think that's mild. I feel like I just I've, wanted I've to give you Lay Miz because I want to see your reaction to Lay Miz. Dude, I <laughs> sat I sat through like seventy five percent of it with Taffy, and I was like, I can't. I'm fucking. Dude, leaving. First of all, Lay Miz is not a bad movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. If you like musicals, don't listen to him. Dude, it has everything you like. It has that's hu- not even a musical. It has it has a Hugh Jackman. It has a Russell Crowe. Dude. You like those people. Dude, who has conversations like that? I have conversations like that all the time. Oh, fuck. See? <laughs> brutal. That was brutal. That was brutal. That made me uncomfortable. I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Can we wrap this episode up? No, we can't. This is going to keep uh, going. Get far away from all right, me. Sing Street is an uh, admirable pick. I've heard good things. Um, but the, I forgot about that The title. audacity of you to say... That Lay Miz was. I want like, to see if you watched it first because I really want to. It was like if you didn't, I'm like, oh, this is that so been easy. cruel as fuck. It's been cruel. It's been and in cool. the apocalypse would have been a good one if I fucking could have assigned it to someone. Which one? Have you seen Lay Miz Harvey? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't like musicals. I think I've said that multiple times. Um, no, I can't do. It's brutal, right? No, I can't do like that. it's okay to break into song every 15 minutes. That's fine, but for the entire thing, oh, I just can't. Right, I, think, I, th- I think you're being dramatic. I'm not being dramatic at all. Hey, Starsborn is pretty good. You should watch it. No, I'm okay. All right, Sing Street it is. Uh, that's going to be it for us. Very, uh, very, very rough episode. Very for us. hostile. Yeah, we're very hostile. Um, we all know that Tom is a very much, uh, very much against comic movies, and he thinks people. Are lower sea urchins who enjoy them. He doesn't. He doesn't like people who like comic book movies. He thinks no, we're it's low, not He thinks that. we're, we're lower class that. citizens. He feels like we shouldn't be a part of the medium. But you know what? It's time we rise against him. And uh, it's not. It's not about. It's time to tear down what he's trying to build it's up. It's not about being lower. It's just about. It's. It's just about. You just don't know. That's all. I just want to educate. I don't know about that. I think some of your favorite movies, you'll be surprised the directors were inspired by and or anime or comics. No, or no anything I'm not like saying that. anything about comics, books, or anime. I'm saying Seems the, like you're talking the a lot new, of shit. No, the comic books are fine. They're a totally different thing. But the new... They're the same thing. They're a movie. No, I'm talking about the new uh, like system that we have of, of comic books. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it either. Okay, I'm that's not, all I'm talking about. No, you you made it sound you made it sound different. You made it sound a little no, different. No, but you were saying you get just as much value out oh, of Oh yeah, I can movies. get I can get the same value out of a comic movie can I, Disgusting. Can I all right. That's gonna be it for us. Yep. Finally. Uh Harvey, I need you to have my back more. I feel like you have nah. my back. Though. Harvey is very just like he you know, he likes hanging out in the back. He's like the dad who's just like, listen to your mother. That's that's who he is. Look, man, if you are complacent, you you're siding with the enemy. Um that's that's. I saw a shirt true. like that. I was like, Jesus! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, Wow! I don't, fuck! I guess I should be fighting more. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, if you have any topic suggestions, 
let us know. We're always open to that. If you have a funny idea that you think we, we would bear some fruit on the show with, uh, let us know. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, as well as check us out on Spotify. If you listen to the uh, if your podcast on Spotify, I think the app looks pretty good. I still use Apple, but... Uh, uh, if you want a real podcasting app, you should use Podcast. It's available for iOS and Android. Really great. Clean system. But, I, it, but it costs money, so I can't recommend it. It's like $2. Uh, too much. Um, yeah, that's it for us. Check us out on Instagram at do the right film underscore podcasts, Facebook, do the right film. We're on Twitter, and we also have a website where you can find all of our episodes neatly organized in one place. Um, that is do the right film.com. Uh, yeah, musicals are trash, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. What do we need? quality for all I like that let's end it there